Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hello and welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast. My name is Stacey Morgan and coming off the conference high is the fabulous Regold. How are you, Ray? I am awesome. Feeling really good about the conference. Funny you should bring it up. <laughs> Are you feeling refreshed? I know putting on an event of that size, you know, as dance studio owners, we put on recitals for all of our students and our parents. And that's, you know, that's that's a really big deal for you. The conference is your recital. And I know I always crash after my <laughs> recital. So how are you feeling? Have you crashed? I have crashed. Uh, but it took a little while, as it, probably our listeners would agree. Uh, if you've been in a work 24-7 mode, it's hard to turn that off. So I would go from thinking about next year and opening my laptop and writing things down to a uh, two-hour nap and then getting up. <laughs> and... <laughs> I love that. But, but wasn't feeling guilty for the two-hour nap. It no. was like I can do anything I want. Absolutely. You just have to remind yourself that the conference is done and that next year is a little while away. Yes, yes, yes. Take so the nap I've when you can. So i down and, uh, yeah, grateful for it. Well, I'm still feeling under the weather and it's not because, um, you know, it's for a good reason and my voice is almost coming back. If you were at the conference and you heard me speak, I didn't sound anything like this. I didn't sound anything like myself whatsoever. And it was because the conference being on during the middle of the night here and me not wanting to miss anything, right? Because the lineup was so good. I was getting up at crazy hours of the morning just to make sure I was there to support my friends and to watch their sessions and to make sure I didn't miss out on anything because I was so jealous I couldn't be there in person that I've ended up with laryngitis that just hasn't, I haven't been able to kick it. Um, so I don't really sound myself today, but I, I feel like it was worth it. Wow. I have to say, uh, I don't know if I would have done that, but thank you. Thank you. But That's at commitment, the same right? time, yeah, that is a commitment. But at the same time, uh, You've been with this laryngitis for two weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's great for everybody listening. Come to the Dance Life Teacher Conference and stay up all night <laughs> long and get laryngitis. <laughs> you know that's not what I'm saying, but it. I think I, I feel it. like it was I worth it. it. This year in particular, Ray, you put together a really incredible lineup of teachers, of of presenters. I felt like the con like there was great content all the time. And that was, you know, why I was up in the middle of the night for consecutive days. How did it go, you know, from your perspective, bringing all of those people together, especially bringing them together live in real life? First, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that question, but I want everybody to know that you did awesome at the conference, Stacey. Oh, thank you. I wasn't fishing for a for a compliment. No, but thank I just want to make sure that I say that. What was it like bringing all those people together? It was everybody those listening in the states 
everybody just came into one place. <laughs> and we hadn't done that in so long that whether it was the faculty or the attendees, there was this vibe of, I don't want to sound too earthy crunchy, but this vibe of gratitude by everyone who was there. I knew when I was going for the faculty that we had this year, that they'd get the vibe we needed. Mm -hmm. So important. They'd understand. Yeah, and uh, uh, we all needed new ideas and curriculum, but we what we really needed was to pat ourselves on the back for being survivors and being at this conference together and and moving forward, taking a step forward. We needed that. Absolutely. The great the great thing about being on the other side of the world and you know during those couple of days, there wasn't many great things because I was so jealous of everybody being together in the same place. But there was so much, there was just so much excitement on social media for everyone who was there. And if you were, if you were there, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but that's what I was observing. Like everyone was taking five times the amount of photos that they would have pre COVID. They were taking videos. They were doing boomerangs. I saw Sandy and Terry doing a TikTok at midnight with Ricky, like outside the lifts. Like, it was just, the vibe was you, you, it, you, it was palpable. You could actually feel it. It, it looked really it's, awesome. It's funny you should say that because as I was looking at social media, media especially when I, it, we got done over the next couple of days, there were a lot of happy faces, mm -hmm. a lot of, uh, I don't know, the joy came through. And what's so funny is we're talking about the vibe. You know, the classes were really good. The faculty was really good. The, the business speakers were really good. Uh, but again, it was the uh, overall, like, here we are, moving on. Yeah, very cool. And what about the big events, Ray? Because I, I wasn't able to attend the gala, and that's normally such a highlight of the event itself how did how did that go and how was that having all of those people in the same room at the same time uh awesomeness was the did you almost explode yeah i just almost exploded those of you that can't see me awesomeness um and why do i say that Again, it was everybody from the conference, our vendors, there were 40 something vendors and sponsors and 35, everybody tells me it was more than that, but I keep saying 35 plus faculty. And we were celebrating together. What made it special this year was I don't know, we had touching performances by Geo, touching performance by Ricky Milan, who brought up a trumpet player, did a little tap, did a little 
soul-searching kind of rap is the best way that I can say it, that, you know, the audience loved. Cool. And a couple of really special things. Diane Goudat, who's a master teacher and has been uh, so well-respected at my conferences and events for 30 years. She was... She worked for me when I did dance competitions, but she's also somebody who's taught teacher training schools Mm -hmm. for dance masters and different organizations all over the country. She's written several books, most on tap dance, but some in other areas of dance. Um, We presented her with the Lifetime Achievement Award. But again, it turned out better than I expected because... First of all, she had no idea she was getting the award. So I told her that someone else was getting the award and it was a surprise. Then I said, but will you help me backstage? I need you to put the chair out there for this other person. So she puts the, she goes up in her beautiful, I said, I need you to look like Vanna White. So she goes up in a beautiful dress and heels. And they turned up the lights and I go, why don't you have a seat in that seat? (gasps) Oh, I just got goosebumps. It was so cool. She had no idea. And I'm not a guy who pulls stuff off like that. So it it worked out awesome. But then her whole family uh, walked in the side door. And Uh. so her... Her daughters, she has young grandchildren, her husband. I think there was an aunt there. It was just so cool. So it was special. And we went through her life and her career and her history. And then wait, so I left out a part. So I had told her that April Nelson was receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award. Now, April Nelson had received an award earlier in the week, but Diane didn't know that. Okay. That afternoon, I found out April Nelson has breast cancer. Oh. That afternoon... Uh, Michelle Sudier, who's at the conference, who works uh, as a chairman of a board for Dancers Against Cancer, calls me in my hotel room and tells me we can give April Nelson $10,000 for dance from Dancers Against Cancer. And so then after she was Diane was done. I asked April to come up and we gave her this $10,000 check. Oh, so it was like a dry eye in the house, I bet. No. And, and so it was a gala to that just was so moving and so feel good and inspiring people. It, It felt great. It felt great. Diane is such a staple at your conferences. I've, I, you know, she was the very first person to say hello to me as I was coming down the escalator. The very first time I went, when I was nervous and didn't know anybody, and I was the only Australian, and I'd gone to the other side of the world, and I was thinking, "What have I done?" She was there. She was there, and she's a, she's she comes a and sits with you at breakfast friendly. and has yes. a chat, and you know, she runs the raffle and. 
I've never seen her uh, not excited to be alive. And I love that about her. Yes. And uh, her spirit makes you want to learn from her. If you go in and you take one of her classes, she teaches music theory. And that's tough to get people to get excited about. Man, does she do it in a way that they're like asking all kinds of questions. She knows how to be a teacher's teacher and present with that same energy she has in her life. Wow, I love that it. was, yeah. I love it. So ask me some other questions about the conference because obviously I'm loving talking about it. Well, I was just wondering if there's anything in particular that you learned either from putting the event on, like from a, an event perspective or whether you happen to walk in on one of the other speakers and heard something that they said that kind of stuck with you. What were your takeaways? Because I'm sure the people that went have books and books worth of takeaways. I remember the very first, and actually it was the second year that I went to your conference, my notebook was completely full and I was on the plane on the way home, so tired, just wanting to sleep and thinking to myself, no, I've got to go through these notes and figure out what I'm going to action first. But I didn't, I fell asleep. So by the time we landed in Sydney, I was really cranky at myself and I got off the plane and then I had to wait for my next flight to get home. And my next flight was delayed by eight hours, which you think that by the time the, the, the end of that flight, you'd be cross. It was the best thing ever. I got to sit for eight hours and go through that massive pile of notes and takeaways and, you know, write lists. I'm going to do this this year. I'm going to do this in five years. I'm going to do this in 10 years. And this is what I'm going to action first. And by the time I got home, I was so ready to go. It was just awesome. So what were your takeaways, Ree? because I'm sure that you didn't have time to take notebooks worth of takeaways, but there were probably some momentous moments that, that you remember. Well, I, I, I'll tell you about classes that I saw that, that really made me feel good. Uh, contemporary class. Uh, so this Diane Goudard had a student. His name is Brett Perry. And he went from her school and growing up where I saw him all the time in different DMA competitions or my own competitions back in the day. And I always looked at him and said, he's going to be awesome. Well, now he's 35 years old, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger in case he's listening to this. <laughs> And he's performed all over with uh, contemporary companies, well-respected companies from all over the world. And watching him teach the teachers and being so good at it, I don't know, I like got a little uh, like, verklempt uh, is the word, mm -hmm. uh, because it's like watching someone's life in dance and there they are now presenting with such knowledge and skill and I don't know it's like uh like I said throughout the conference that was a how cool is that moment yep and also I'll say this uh I hired or, or made sure that I put together when it came to movement classes, a new generation of teachers. 
meaning a younger than normal ballet teacher mm -hmm. working with the current now dancers and expanding what you teach like TheraBand and I don't know, just taking a ballet structure further because that's where we are 2021. Yeah, it's about so much more than plies, right? Yes, yes. And building strong dancers. So that, all of that made me feel good watching the next generation. And then... If you ask me what stuck out in my mind the most, it was a session that happened on the last day presented by Erica Hogan, and it was on dealing with diversity. Hang on, I'm going to tell you exactly what it was called. Uh Serving Racially Diverse Populations, a Guide for Teachers and Studio Owners. Love. And it was just so frank, honest, uh, personable, easy to hear, easy to accept. Uh, just all like it presented in a way that really made everyone in the room go, I can do better at this, mm -hmm. or or I never thought of it that way. It was like, wow, this was exactly what I wanted this to do. It's funny because when it comes to the Dance Life Conference, I want good teachers and faculty, but I also want to change perception of old ways not perception wasn't the right word to say it perception that it's all movement we need to train the faculty the studio owners about how you connect dance to the rest of the world the realities of the world uh, how you use dance to make your students smarter citizens yeah which there, therefore gives them a different reason to dance other than just being the best dancer. Yeah. So there was a lot of that this year. But that's great. <laughs> it, that's it, great. it was on the last day I was sitting there and I said, well, maybe we should have called this the dance life cry your I used a different word, ass off conference. <laughs> okay, I just used it um, because there were a lot of tears. Mm. Not sad tears. No, just relief Gratitude. and elation. Yeah. Yes, yes. Relief is the word. Yeah. And we know that we're not going back to normalcy we're going back to a changed world mm. and we know that we can be better at what we do and we know 
that if there was ever time to adjust and make change to make it better for us, our dancers, our future, this is the time to do it. Yep. You must feel you must feel such great relief too, Reed, that it's that it's done. But I guess you're planning for next year. I am planning for next year. <laughs> you make me laugh because actually I was doing that today. Um, we're going back to the same facility, which is Mohegan Sun Resort. Was it gorgeous? It's so beautiful. Awesome. So good on customer service and concierge and treating you the guests like royalty, beautiful uh, surroundings, and uh, very uh, classy is cool. the best way to say it. Good ballroom space, and yeah, we're going to go back there next year. And we're also going to add something to the conference next year, which is called Soul. And Soul, we could talk about on another episode, but I'll tell you real quickly what that is. And it'll immediately follow the Dance Life Teacher Conference. It's a conference for dancers. So what does that mean? It's actually dancers, parents, and teachers. The focus, there will be classes, but it's going to be more like a conference. There'll be exhibitors there from colleges and dance programs. There will be presentations on things. I'm not going to give you the exact name but you'll get my vibe that we can have a passion for dance and that there are more options than performing professionally out there Mm -hmm. you can become a dance critic you can become a dance therapist I think too many kids are driven to a place well dance has to go because I'm not the best no it doesn't here are 30 things that passionate dancers are still doing. Yeah, that's so awesome. I, and that's going to be for the parents as well, because I want to change that perception. And I want to I make sure that it's pointed out to the parents that the skills that these kids are learning in this process and through this education aren't just to make them the best dancer and point out to them all of the really cool things that their kids have because they're dancing, because I don't think anybody does that. Mm -hmm. And uh, rap sessions with kids to help them decide or help them think more about their future. Um, Some presentations by the colleges on what their programs are like for dancers to ask questions as well as parents to ask questions. Mm, Gosh, that will be valuable. So different from everything. And there will be zero competition. Awesome. I actually want to sell it that way. Zero competition. 
This is for kids who are passionate about dance. This is, there's also gonna be things like assistant teacher workshops for kids who are assistant or apprentice teachers. Yes. Then you carry that over to the teacher workshop where now we connect with them on, here are the things that we've told the kids are important. Now, this is how you institute that in your program. Yeah. Which I Love think it. is, you know, I'm, I'm so, you, can you tell I'm excited? I can it? tell you're excited. But I would have loved that as a kid to be able to have all of the options laid out in front of me and to be able to take mum and dad with me and say, okay, this is, this is where you can find out all of that information rather than traipsing around the country trying to figure it out ourselves. That's really awesome, Ray. I'm excited yes. for the kids that will get to experience it. I'm so excited. And I guess I just, you made me think about it. This is really, I'm going to start using the word all studio owners use. It's a family friendly event. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like everyone's family friendly studio. Yep. That's right. Well, I'm so glad it went well, Ray. I'm so glad that you came out the other side and you, you know, haven't fallen in a heap on the floor. You've had your two hour naps and you're good to go again and planning next year. <laughs> Thank you for uh, hanging out and listening. I didn't realize how excited I get to talk about it. (laughs) Thank you to our listeners and thank you to everybody who was there. I'm jealous of everybody who was there. You were there. You were with us. I brought you in at the... That was another cool moment, okay? I'm going back. I know we have to finish. When we introduced the faculty... I said to the guys, the tech guys, I go, I'm going to tell you what my dream is. You don't have to tell me what we can or can't do. I'm just going to look up at the screen. And if it happens, I'm just going to be excited. And I said, I want you to bring in Stacy from Australia and my Canadian faculty on the screen when I'm introducing the faculty and I turned around and you guys were there. That was like, like I wanted that moment for all of you. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And the 30 minutes that we had, you know, anticipate with the anticipation waiting for that moment, we were chatting and laughing and joking and we had our dogs doing tricks in the background and all sorts of things. So when we got up onto the big screen, we were all very well behaved for you. Yes, but you know what? I love the smiles. I saw such big smiles on everyone's faces. Yeah. I noticed that that day. Yeah. No, that was awesome. Thanks for the opportunity, Ray. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Of course, this episode is brought to you by IDEA. If you're not a member of IDEA, then you really need to be because that is where it is all happening. There's so many incredible resources that you can tap into as well as other dance studio owners who are like-minded, who are sharing the same wins and challenges as you, people that you can connect with. If you want to find out more, go to ideadance.org. Thanks so much, Ray. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners and enjoy this journey. Thank you for joining us for Regold's Dance Life Podcast. Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at regold.com or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook. Enjoy the journey.
You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 